Welcome to the Invisible India podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Abhishek. We are a cross-cultural couple doing life in India, exploring the lesser-known mysteries of Indian culture, interviewing fascinating figures who have chartered new territories, and sharing life as we raise our multicultural family amongst the complexities of modern Indian life. Hi, welcome to the Invisible India podcast. Today's topic, we are going to be talking about 10 unique things about Indian weddings. Why why do we pick 10? Um, Because, why? It's our 10-year anniversary this year. That's right. That's why we're here. (laughs) So we're going to name 10 things that are unique about Indian weddings. This doesn't mean that these are all the unique things about Indian weddings. It doesn't mean that this is inclusive of every people group, every tradition that's ever taken place in an Indian wedding. Uh, There's a lot that we're going to miss, but these are 10 things that for us stand out that we think people need to hear about that are just totally unique about. Probably mostly applies to North Indian weddings, probably mostly. But India is a very diverse country, so we don't know where it applies. I don't feel offended if it doesn't apply to your culture or your... But this is a generic North Indian culture that we're going to refer to. So, yeah. 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 So, number one, awesome, unique thing about Indian weddings, the formalities. What kind of formalities? What are some interesting formalities? It starts with an invitation card, wedding card. So the wedding card is like, looks festive. It is not a simple just invitation, but it has like Sanskrit mantras. It may have a pratima of one of the gods, goddesses. And uh, yeah, it, it is sort of very, uh, what do you call it? Looking Elaborate. Elaborate. Festive. Festive. It looks glittery. like a menu from a restaurant. Yeah. Sometimes you get this like box. Right. And you, know, you open it and there's just, it's getting fancier and fancier over the years. Yeah. And right. it has to be hand delivered for most people. It's like nowadays it's That's hard right. if people live everywhere. But if you live anywhere within a couple of hours radius, it's it's the proper thing for someone from the family to go and actually yeah. hand deliver the card to you as a guest. Mm-hmm. So that's a big formality. I mean, we're not even going to talk about all the formalities that go into arranging a marriage or... Mostly done by non, uh, not bride and groom, but their parents or other family yeah, members. Yeah, the formalities. Yeah. Yep. So number two awesome, unique thing about Indian weddings, the clothes, the wear, the design, the dress. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, this is very diverse kind of topic we could talk about. There's so many different designs depending on your religious background or your people group or even your like socioeconomic status. But we all know that you, you look at an Indian wedding, or it, a photo of, an, of a wedding, and you can tell that it's an Indian wedding by looking at the photos, right. by the, the clothes. It's very unique. The lenga, the sari, the... Um, the shirwani for the men or for kurta pajama for the, the for some in some rel- in some weddings in South India you, you wear dhoti 
Yeah, uh, and you wear shirtless. Yeah, and some people wear Western clothes too. Totally yeah, right. A lot suit. Of men wear Western clothes, suit mm-hmm. and tie and mm-hmm. all of that. Or you mix it up. Yeah, and some Indian, um, uh, and, and nowadays, you know, it depends on the, the, the background of the bride or groom, but you could wear a gown, like a bridal gown. But for a lot of Indian weddings, we know, you know, the, the elaborate, gorgeous dresses that can cost, you know, lakhs and lakhs of rupees. It's like yeah. hundreds of thousands of rupees and uh, putting a lot of effort into your look, the jewelry, the clothes for a bride is like, you, people spend years thinking about this. Right. Yeah. Anything to add on that? No. There are, yeah, no, I think the, some of the, some of the other things might be just similar to the Western wedding, like beauty salons and people go to salons and men also go to like, a hair place to get their hair done and all that before right. the wedding and yeah so yeah number three mehendi or henna a bride's mehendi or henna is very unique to indian weddings although they have different kinds of henna in the middle east and even in uh, parts of northern africa and probably so many other places that we can't even mention but in almost all indian weddings um across religions People do the tradition of mehendi. And if you hire someone professional, I mean, this can take hours. You know, it can cover most of your, your hands and you uh, usually put on your feet as well. And even in some weddings, men, uh, some. men do it too. So it's just a beautification process of the bride. You're supposed to really be able to tell who the bride is by her. Right. And a few God. days earlier, there's a turmeric uh, mm-hmm. turmeric. Uh, ritual where men and women, um, men um, and women have like turmeric put on their skin. Not sure why, maybe for beautification, for antiseptic purposes, I'm not sure. So, yeah. Next one, unique to Indian weddings is the barat. So, what is a barat? A barat is when the groom's near, dear friends and family accompany him right before the wedding, the marriage is going to take place. So a lot of times this will be with a band or with music. And in traditional settings, the groom would ride on a white horse. So in our wedding, we uh, used my dad's white Spitfire, 1971 Spitfire, I believe. And it was white. And so Abhishek rode in that. And then friends and family you know, danced down the road with with the groom to kind of like announce the coming of the groom. And that's right before you enter into the, um, the, the place where the wedding, the marriage is going to be taking place. Mm-hmm. And the right pronunciation for that word is barat. So yeah, barat. that's barat. Barat. So next is with the barat is dancing most Indian weddings, many Indian weddings, again, it depends on your background and uh, your family background, but dancing is an important part of a lot of Indian weddings. And this includes everyone. One of the things that struck me when I first moved to India, when I first started attending events was how people could be really bad dancers, but still not care. (laughs) Old people, young people, Really, you know, like, I don't know, at least in like white American culture, if you're a really bad dancer, you typically don't dance. It's too embarrassing. Or if you have certain body types with which people often like shame as 
you know, not attractive, then like you don't want to like go out in there and dance because people will make fun of you. But like in Indian weddings, it doesn't matter. Everybody dances, old, young. Yeah. You know, it's, it's expressing joy and delight rather than anything else. And it's not for entertainment for other people. It's right. like expressing your own happiness. Right. It is not for entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. That's true. For Bharat especially. Um now, yeah, there are, there are weddings in Indian weddings that employ people into like artists. Uh, my cousin's wedding, um, right. there were Irish dancers and there was a Bhangra group. They had a belly dancer too, right? They had a belly dancer, <laughs> which was a little bit later on. We were like, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, like our friend also plays for different weddings in Toronto. If you're in Toronto area uh our friend who is a very accomplished sitar player he plays at weddings as well so if you want to know about them you know let, let us know so, put yeah. in the comments comments yeah next one which is probably the biggest and most unique thing about indian weddings is the amount of family involvement that goes in to planning and participating in a wedding hmm Family involvement. Yeah, it's mostly family involvement. Maybe in the West it is a, a lot more groom or bride have some say into it. But more in, in India and rural you go, more rural you go, mm. less say bride and groom have anything to do with the wedding. Like basically they just show up and everything is done for them. And yeah. they don't really have a lot of preferences of doing this or that. So generally that's what is it's probably true. So Right, that's true. That's a good point. And, you know, like we said, there's so much diversity. Uh, I mean, India is, Indian culture is not one thing. There are like so many cultures within India. So this is going to look different everywhere. But this is just to enjoy and mention a few things that we've noticed. Extravagance is another one. So I think you'll notice that per someone's income or per someone's ability to spend, that they kind of go to the top uh-huh. with that. They go to like the maximum. It's a very, like, maximalistic culture in weddings. Did you guys hear about what happened at the wedding in Mumbai? Was that in Mumbai? What wedding in Mumbai? Uh, The the, the Reliance people's weddings. Ambani's? Ambani's weddings. People were flown in from America, celebrities. Beyonce performed at their wedding. Beyonce. Performed at the wedding. (laughs) He's, like, the 10 most richest people in the world. 10 most richest people in the world. Yeah. Yes. So that's a one example. And again, and, and it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're, even if you're a poor person or someone who doesn't You'll have a lot, more. you still spend a ton of money on a wedding. Yeah. So I think that's. And if, that is if that doesn't include dowry. I mean, if it can, I think dowry can drive the total cost up, which is illegal to do in India, but it happens all the time. So That's right. Next one, tradition. Tradition. Indians are known for their traditions. So what about traditions when it comes to weddings? The elaborate traditions? You mean the the stuff that happens at the event? Is that what you mean? Sure. Yeah, okay. I think so. I mean, there's so uh, surrounding everything about weddings. There's traditions for every single yeah, thing. It's a multi-day affair, generally. Yeah. Uh, traditions get in there. And then the actual service itself is like could be all night long or all day long or half day long. So, yeah. Traditions are important, and uh, there, in all the sanskars, we call them sanskar ceremonies of life. There is elaborate tradition or rituals involved, and uh, that's what makes it serious and gives it meaning and gives it 
sort of uh, sort of uh, seal of um, seal of new things starting. It, yeah. it, it is an initiation into a new phase of life. Uh, may that be death. May that be you know birth. May that be marriage or yeah. So that's what I gather. Do you think that there's romance in Indian weddings? Um, romance in Indian weddings, like at the event? How do you think that's incorporated? In India, if it's an arranged marriage, arranged wedding, I think things are changing slight a bit, but slight bit. But generally, traditionally, girl is supposed to have a very serious face, you know, not smiling, not laughing. Uh, you're not supposed to show a lot of happiness or joy. You're leaving your family forever. You're leaving your family, like especially for the girl. It's very much like one-sided type type of thing. Uh, the girl, guy's family can empathize with that generally. Like, oh, yeah, poor girl. She's coming with us now. That kind of thing. But it, it, is, it, is, uh, it, is, it is supposed to be like traditionally tradition, even some might, some might call that tradition, of girl not being too happy or joyful or... Or, or excited at her somber. own somber, serious, um, yeah. So there's that, and but in the you know like in 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 an America it's different when I what I noticed because girl and boy generally know each other from before and have had a dating relationship and parents also are used to seeing boys and girls together and interacting. So I think it's a little bit different. So mm. I, I don't expect it to be, um, yeah. There's usually no like kissing in the in the in the in the ceremony, like you'll kiss now, you can kiss the bride. That would totally undo yeah. a Hindu wedding. So <laughs> Hindu wedding, Muslim wedding. In Muslim weddings a lot of times oh. the bride and groom are not even in the Muslim same is, room. It's like Kabulha, Kabula, you know. Jewish weddings so, also like that. Maybe but I have Jewish, seen Jewish. like in in uh, Hindu wedding and Christian Christian wedding, it's like the only time that a bride and groom are really supposed to like touch each other in public is at their wedding. It's like, okay, hold the hands. And then they're holding hands, getting their picture taken. And so there's like a little sprinkle of romance in there. Like, you know, Oh, look at how cute they are. Or like they're hold hands and get their picture very stiffly. Um, so that, that happens. I think that's yeah. sprinkled in there a little bit. Yeah. And now it's changing with, with, with the times. Now they do a lot of photo sessions, like photographers are doing photo sessions in urban weddings where they right. might look a lot more romantic and all looking that. at so, each other. Yeah, yeah, they do that. So. Yeah, but it's changing very slowly still. So the last one, which is something very unique and special in Indian weddings, is the proper goodbye, the bride to her family. Vidai, tell us about it. You know, generally in our regions, it happens in the morning time or in the middle of the night when the ceremonies have taken place and the, all the other, the multi, multiple gift givings and all of that and giving uh, food and gifts and all kinds of things in a baskets and people will give it and you will load your car with those things. And it's just, not just like bride and groom, it's, it's groom's family. family and involvement. I mean, you, you're basically taking the bride to your own house. You're not going to a honeymoon or a hotel or anything generally you're going to Sasuram basically you're going to your in-laws in -laws house so basically that's what happened generally you are 
Uh, you get in a car. Generally, always Vidai is in a car because it's not in a horse. Uh, you come on a barat, you know, on a the horse. The whole day yeah. on the palki day, they used to have to. Yeah, basically, they release the band that day itself. The, after the barat arrives, the band is gone. It's like a band, these things, barat band. I don't know if you, many of you have seen that, but it is something, an Indian thing. Uh, in America, what I've seen, or in Canada, what I've seen is a Punjabi dole, is what, what they're used in barat. And if you want to contact people there are people in chicago new york and toronto everywhere major city there are dole players you call them and they will just accompany you in the in the in the in the barat but yeah so but there are like these dedicated barats um there's a dedicated barat band businesses in india that accompany you and they can be very elaborate and very cheesy and very i don't know very tacky sometimes uh, but they are very festive too kai ke paan bana de sawal they block the streets in India. There are no protocols, city protocols generally follow. They're just blocking them. It's like really, 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 really loud and like blaring. You can hear it for kilometers and kilometers. Like one, one good thing about COVID-19, it's not a good thing actually, but is that we're all sleeping very peacefully because there are no weddings happening. <laughs> Right. <laughs> By our house, there are three wedding halls. Yeah. Just tuk, 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 right next to every night. I thought we say months. only because. Yeah. I mean, there are some, there's supposed to be laws against loud noises, but they're not followed in India, yeah. in, at least in our parts of India. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So this is, this is just a few things that we wanted to highlight that we, enjoy and think are really unique about Indian weddings in general. Um, leave your comments for us. We would love to hear from you about some things that you enjoy. If you're Indian, if you're just an, someone who appreciates Indian culture from an outside perspective, comment, let us know what you think. You can also write to us to, you can write to me, uh, Jessica at invisibleindiapodcast.com. Make sure and check out our new shiny website, invisibleindiapodcast.com. You can contact us. You can see pictures and more information of us, links to all of our social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We were on TikTok until uh, India banned that. So that you can watch our TikToks, but we're not making any new TikToks right now. Um, So yeah, reach out to us. Uh, Of course, you can subscribe to our podcast iTunes, Spotify, Google, uh, GeoSoblin, anywhere podcasts are found, you can find us. Yeah. Let us know what your experiences have been with weddings, Indian weddings. Share with us whatever you want. Yeah. All right. Check out our social media. Actually, we're going to be sharing pictures from our wedding 10 years ago from 2010 and how we incorporated some of these unique things into our cross-cultural marriage. So, Tegan. Namaste. Thank you, Sabko. Sunni ke liye appreciate it. Bye. The music for the Invisible India podcast is performed by Christopher Halen Sitar and Ed Hanley on Tabla on Rag Bhim Palasi.